What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Embodied Wellness Radio. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, as I'll be joined by Sarah, not my partner Sarah, but Sarah Fowler, the co-founder of Vibe Mushrooms. We actually recorded this podcast in the doldrums of winter way back in January, and then we planned on releasing it in conjunction uh, with the launch of Vibe Mushrooms. But that got pushed, so here we are now, and nonetheless, the information is still pertinent today. So in this podcast, with the goal of improving a sense of well-being, bettering mood, and overall happiness, we go into the hierarchy of what the body needs from the most fundamental levels first, then we talk about some of the supplements that can help those basic foundational physiological needs, then we get into mushrooms, then we talk about the non-psychedelic variety, and the ones that Vibe Mushrooms offer. Now just to be clear, I do want to point this out, at the time of recording and putting this podcast out live, uh, neither me or Embodied Wellness currently has any sort of financial affiliation with Vibe Mushrooms. I'm actually a paying customer of the company. I just love the movement and I want to support great people. So in the future, who knows, we might get connected, but right now I just love what they do. Now we don't talk about it very much. We just leave that right to the end, but it's definitely worth checking them out and you're probably going to see me posting about it as I am a huge advocate for their products and you'll hear why. Now, the funny thing is we actually get back on and record a second time because some new information presented itself courtesy of her science team. So you'll hear us pop back on near the end to clear the error on a few points that we made as well. But before we dive into another great episode, I have one tiny quick request for you. Since this is a free show and we don't often bring on advertisers, in fact, we've actually turned down more advertisers than we brought on, all that we ask is that you subscribe to the show and drop us a five-star rating if you haven't already, which, you know, that only takes like three seconds to do that. And if you know someone or you want to share it on your social media, we would appreciate that more than you know because that is how we spread the word of good health to more and more people as the show grows. So thank you again for being here and let's get into the episode. It's been a cold, dark, and rainy winter here on the West Coast, which has a lot of us really searching for methods to feel great again. We want to feel good. And Sarah today is going to be enlightening us to some of the supplemental options, uh, which are simple, some of them, and other which are even psychoactive when we start to get into the larger amounts. So Sarah Fowler joins us today. Uh, She's the co-founder of Vibe Mushrooms, an ecocentric company focused on the benefits of functional mushrooms for health, wellness, and global sustainability. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much, Jen, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a shame Sarah couldn't join us, but <laughs> it's so good to meet you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. So just to kind of preface things a little bit, um, I think before we get into talking about optimizing your health with some of the like interesting new avenues of natural medicine, we first need to look at kind of the hierarchy of importance that when it comes to increasing your happiness and improving your mood, especially in these dark winter months, right? Um, and I think there's a lot of different physiological changes that you can make right now in just a couple simple areas of your life before we get into what I would consider the more Western medicine style of approach of, hey, take this you'll feel better. And if it doesn't work, okay, now take this thing, right? So I think it's oftentimes skipped to, especially when we start to look at a lot of these new natural methods of medicine, such as microdosing, which is one thing we're going to eventually talk about later on, um, to just go to the simple things. But the simplest things that we have right at our grasp that we can change in an instant, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but I think would be some things like sleep, nutrition, and movement uh, to first benefit our health. Would you like to explain on this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I would agree with you entirely. Anytime I'm working with people and we're talking about these sorts of things, um, 
I always start with how is your sleeping pattern? How are you eating? And what are your movements? What are your moving patterns? Um, often, you know, if you look to your diet, uh, you're wondering why you're sluggish or you can't think straight, you can't sleep right, you don't have energy. Um, well, what are you eating, right? Um, are you intaking a lot of sugar or processed foods um, versus, you know, having whole breakfast, whole foods, um, nutritional value? You know, there's there's this big sort of, misunderstanding I think sometimes that people are like oh if I don't feel good I need something right I need you know I, I need to go and take a pill or I need a supplement or I you know there's something wrong with me and oftentimes I can explain just by looking at their diet I mean one of the biggest things that people will come to me about you know they, they wake up in the morning and they have an extra extra large coffee filled with sugar I'm like okay right there <laughs> you know you've been reading our post your- lately <laughs> <laughs> Starting your day that way, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my coffee too, um, but starting your day that way may not be the best if you're finding that you can't keep um, good energy levels throughout the day, if you can't focus, if you're anxious, um, you know, that may be because you're getting up and having a lot of coffee and sugar, right? And that's one of the hardest things for people to cut out. Um, Our mantra here is is that uh, coffee is not breakfast. (laughs) And and there's a direct relation between uh, coffee in the morning within the first one to two hours of waking and uh, negatively impacted circadian rhythms, especially affecting sleep at night. The cycle of the cortisol cycle starts first thing in the morning. And if we begin to affect that early, it'll start a cascade of effects for the whole day. 100% exactly right and so you know that and it is the one that I think that people are the hardest it's the hardest habit to give up or to change Um, and I usually go there right away I say so what do you have for breakfast and right away you know um, movements another really big one I tell people you know if you're feeling down or you're feeling unfocused agitated anxious you can't sleep um, our bodies aren't meant to stay you know in one place all the time we've been you know, everybody's life is different right now too, uh, compared to what it was a couple of years ago. So our routines have changed and they, they move with your rhythms throughout the day. You get up, you leave your house, you're likely commuting to work or going to an event somewhere, you know, your energy is being expired. Like you're sort of, and, and now you may just be shoveling to shuffling to your desk in the mornings, just down the hallway in your home. Or, you know, there's some days you might not get outside. You might not get any fresh air or vitamin D or we need to be in motion um, and movement. Um, you know, obviously we, we all know the benefits of exercise and the feel good hormones that come from movement um, and that ability to just kind of work it out. For me personally, I go to the gym at the end of the day and it's the only time of day when I really can shut everything else off um, naturally. My brain always is running on a million different things. Um, but when I'm in the gym, it's the only time where I'm actually really thinking about what I'm doing. So that mindful moment that you can have with yourself where you can be self-aware, work on your body and have that time for yourself is super important and it's going to help your mood. Um, So I do ask people, are you moving? And it doesn't need to be the gym. Um, Are you walking your dog? Are you going for hikes with friends? Um, You know, maybe you're just doing some little exercises around the house. That's cool. But think about movement if you're sluggish too, right? No, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, nutrition, obviously, every single thing you put in your body 
what you put in is going to be creating the cells from the inside out. That's going to have a massive yeah. effect on mitochondria and many other things. Then moving to movement, I 100% agree. I mean, that's kind of my area of expertise in, in our business. Sarah focuses on nutrition. I'm, I deal with the movement. But any individual, I think gotcha. there's a growing body of evidence now um, that it doesn't matter what level of fitness that you're at. Individuals who do regularly exercise, specifically in aerobic activity, are always going to be experiencing lower levels of depression, anxiety, insomnia, uh, psychological stress, uh, or even physiological stress, uh, even from a mental perspective, less fatigue, higher levels of self-esteem, improved sleep quality. And uh, even more research has been going into exactly how, like the mechanisms of how these things are going to be happening during movement. And that's everything from what you mentioned with the releases of these euphoric endorphins uh, that start to come out in the body, as many people have heard of like runner's high, but even just walking around in nature, getting that time, especially in nature, that's humongous. We're so disconnected nowadays uh, from the natural world around us. So um, even just this past week, I noticed like, especially with how slammed we've been, um, I've been getting out of my routine. And so I've been making just, just this morning, I made sure I get up. I'm like, if I'm going to be talking about mood and happiness today, I have to get up and go for a walk this morning, <laughs> wake up, meditate, drink my water, go for a walk. And then, then the day can start, right? That's the most important thing. So many things from exercise affect our entire body. And that can be just as simple as starting to go for a walk every day. But one key mm -hmm. thing there, again, that we are not touching on is sleep. And I would argue that would have to be at the very top of the list. Yeah, I mean, your sleep patterns are important. And, and but what you were mentioning with motion, I just sort of wanted to because you said it yourself, it's it's the time you take for yourself as well. And I think one of the big misconceptions in fitness or, or, or you know, exercise, and I see it in marketing, I've been marketing in this space for a long time now, it's not about aesthetics. When you truly actually um, find your fitness style and regimen in your life. Um, I, and I wish marketing was more about what we're talking about and less about look good, lose weight. Um, it's not about that. And, and I think that if people, you know, some people that's their resistance, like, you know, no, I'm, and, and that's good. Body confidence is important and we should all be happy in, in who we are, but it's not about getting into the gym or, or being active so that you lose weight or so that you look good or so you have abs or, you know, it isn't. And for a lot of people, I understand that it is, but I mean, the true pattern of what you're doing, it, it's that time for yourself. And I think that when people really put aside an hour a day for themselves, um, that changes so many things in their whole life and how they look at how they treat themselves. And it's so much more than self-care. It really is that mindful hour. Like you were saying, you got up this morning and focused on yourself for the day, which set your pattern for the day, set your mood. Um, and it really set you up for a day that's going to be ran by you really is really how I see it. Right. It's ran by you when you have those moments to yourself where you can really replenish and, and give back to yourself. And, and it's more the practice of that. And when I encourage people to get moving, it's not, you need to lose weight or you need to look good. It's, it's about what's happening in here. And it's, teaching people to take the time for themselves every day to really set up themselves to feel good about their day, their mood, and to own their day um, and to own their own self-care. Um, because I think there's so much going on in our lives that, you know, we wake up and our phones are ringing and we got to get to work and our partner needs this and our kids need that and everything's going on and the day's over and you haven't really had that moment for yourself. And the more you're able to incorporate mindful moments of self-care I think the more your mood is going to improve because you're going to want to keep continuing to do those things for yourself it's almost becomes like a slippery slope but a good one yeah. <laughs> um, and you start to become really protective of 
the time that you invest, not just in all the other things that you're responsible for, but in yourself. And we often lose that self time um, thinking, you know, well, I'm at work, I'm taking care of my kids. Like, these are the things I should be doing. This is good, right? And they are, but you need time for yourself. I personally, I'm pretty against uh, constant usage of melatonin, especially for younger audiences, mm-hmm. people going through puberty. Melatonin depresses uh, puberty in younger audiences. So for, I know that was a problem for me when I was younger. I was relying on it to get to sleep at night. But the problem is you continue taking it, your body will stop producing it, and then you kind of do have to keep taking it. It's almost like TRT therapy or, or any sort gotcha. of hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. So I think for a lot of times, yeah, if it's going to be a constant uptake, yeah, yeah, you can totally take it over and over again. But there is an issue of reliance over time. But there's other herbs that people mm-hmm. can start taking, um, relaxing herbs at night. For example, I have a kind of a sleep cocktail that I have at night, and I might take it with some uh, relaxing herbs, but I'll also do a little bit of warm milk, with some cinnamon and cinnamon nice and warming um, with a little bit of collagen in that. Uh, And the collagen is filled with the amino acid glycine. Glycine is very relaxing for the human body. And I'll also take Mm -hmm. that with a couple or three pills usually of magnesium breakthrough, which our clients know is a seven source magnesium product, which just puts me out. And that's going to help our deep REM sleep throughout the night. And even last night, you know what? I am resetting my clock. I'm trying to get to bed at a better time. So I did take a little bit of melatonin. I'll probably do that for the next two days to start um, resyncing my circadian rhythm. So there's definitely a time and a place for it. I agree. Definitely time and place. No, you're right. And and yeah, there, there are other supplements that, so that's the bookend, right? There are other supplements that are being taken throughout the day that work with my rhythms, that work with my energy levels, that bring me back down when I go to bed in the morning. So, you know, for example, ashwagandha and L-theanine are huge in my Mm regimen. So I wake up in the morning and I take my spectrum of B vitamins. I take my ashwagandha and my L-theanine. And yes, I have coffee, but it doesn't have sugar in it. I don't use sugar in my coffee. Um, I use mushroom extract in my coffee. So I include lion's mane, um, which is a nootropic and it's a focus mushroom ingredient absolutely so in the mornings and then i have a really fantastic breakfast i have a couple of eggs some toast avocado collagen greens and a protein shake (laughs) Mm -hmm. all at once (laughs) and you know this is 8 a.m and here we go right and and so that really sets me up for the day to not crash in the afternoon to have a nice hearty lunch in the afternoon and then you know my cycle as i go into the night is a lot more calmer. I hit the gym, I've exasperated the last of that energy, and then I come home and maybe I, I'm a little creative making some notes for the next day and then I crash. I agree. So we've, uh, yeah. we've covered some of the basics, which is awesome. And with the goal of helping our viewers increase their mood, increase, increase their overall happiness throughout the day, um, we did now start to talk about a couple of little supplements. And I, I did mention a few, few things for sleep, and obviously that's going to help. But uh, one thing that you mentioned was theanine. Theanine is one of the fastest growing supplements in the past four years for exactly that. And L-theanine is a like non-psychoactive amino acid that basically helps our body. Uh, how would I say it? Well, it just it helps you relax without the um, side effects of sleepiness. I love, love theanine. I'm not somebody who can drink coffee and I really don't do well with any levels of caffeine. And I'll still have one to two pills th- spread throughout the day to kind of just keep yeah. me in a calm state. Can you take us through some other uh, different types of supplementation that are going to help uh, elevate our mood and happiness throughout the day? Ashwagandha is another one too, because ashwagandha is an adaptogen um, and it works with your rhythm as you're working through the day. So what's really interesting about it is when you take it in the morning, it's going to help you be a little bit more alert, calm, ready for the day. Um, if you take it into the evening, it's going to help you know you calm down, relax, get ready for sleep. 
um, because it's an adaptogen, it sort of works with you in the time of day and the energy that you're at. So um, I take the ashwagandha. It's actually um, an ashwagandha L-theanine combination um, mm. in one capsule. I think uh, adaptogens are something we need to get a, like a full on. I, I want to get a panel of people on for adaptogens because they're so, so interesting. And essentially for people to understand it a little better, if, if I put it into the most layman's terms I can, it's like if you have balance point and it's like your midline balance if you're under it adaptogens will help bring you up to it and if you're over it like maybe hyper aroused it'll help bring you down to it and it's just this yeah. perfect kind of like balancing it creates perfect. a bit of a homeostasis in your body based on your levels your energy where you are yes Bingo. absolutely there's other supplements that people can take throughout the day for example that will have direct uh inputs into our serotonin receptors and whatnot do you want to take us through a couple of those supplements and maybe some yays and nays about them? Yeah, sure. I mean, like we can dive in and talk a little bit about microdosing. Um, I know that that's sort of the hot, hot new topic, but mushrooms have been around for a really long time. They're just getting a lot more attention lately, uh, which is fantastic because there's so many benefits coming out of functional mushrooms, um, as well as, uh, you know, I really think to back it up a bit, I really think that um, the legalization of cannabis has allowed for better discussions about the benefits of some of these um, plant-based medicines. And um, microdosing, we all know right now, uh, microdosing is unfortunately, um, it's not legal, okay? It's not allowed yet. Um, it's not something that, um, vibe mushrooms, for example, we are not creating any psychoactive products. We are working right now fully on functional mushrooms, which are things like turkey tail for immunity, lion's mane for focus, um, reishi for calm. Um, uh, there's there's a whole plethora of, of fantastic things coming out of mycology that can be used for natural wellness. Um, my personal agenda as Sarah Fowler um, and my experiences with psychedelics and with microdosing and with mushrooms um, is to work with people like you, talk with people like you, be out in the community and, and, and bring more attention and light to this because of all the benefits. Um, that I truly believe in. And so um, I hope one day that we can be in a place where regulation allows for us to actually um, share this product with people, share it, but as it stands right now. And, and that's one thing I always want to make clear because I think people get confused about functional mushrooms versus psychoactive mushrooms versus an actual magic mushroom, which is called a magic mushroom because that's yeah. what people really colloquially call it, right? Okay, and so there is a difference there um, and it's important, I think, for people to know that um, there's still moves, movements that need to be made, moves that need to be made in order for those to become legal and readily available for everybody. Um, right now, it's still very much not. Um, so Vibe Mushrooms is working on uh, natural wellness products with the hopes that one day we can then become, um, you know, someone who can get involved on the microdosing side and provide microdosing uh, for, for people. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. I, I was talking to somebody about a year ago and I said, you know, I bet within five years, they're going to start legalizing studies for this. The next yeah. day, the next day, yeah. I was like, oh my God, did I just manifest this? The next day, there was a, a news article that came out that the, like five people or something in BC had just been approved for a study. Yes. And yes. I was like, this is incredible. So, and then I was immediately like, okay, maybe I need to start putting some money into that space because like uh, the I investment opportunity. <laughs> but well, if I can, can I tell you, if I can tell you a little, because it's the, the world of mushrooms has really changed my life. I moved here from Toronto a couple years ago, just before the pandemic. 
Um, so when we talk about getting up, anxious mornings ran by everything but you. I mean, I was the queen of it. I lived in downtown Toronto. Uh, I was in marketing in, you know, supplement game. You get on the subway, get your extra large venti, get your ass to the, the office. You've got a million things to do. And if you're out of there by seven, you're lucky. And then you're probably at happy hour. And then like, you know what I mean? Like I, I've been there, done that, right? Like um, moving to BC, like really, 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 really has had such a profound effect on me. And I, I'm forever grateful. But I want to tell you this because it was such an amazing moment. I was out on Sunshine Coast and this was when Vibe Mushrooms was first coming to fruition and when we were first forming the company and really coming together. My, my co-founder lives on the Sunshine Coast and we were together in the woods. We were foraging and hiking um, just around uh, Roberts Creek there and, and where a lot of the mushrooms are. Um, and it was the day that all um, our internet, like our WhatsApp and our Instagram and Facebook went offline. Remember that? It was maybe sometime in the summer and or it was, I think, October. Everyone lost um, connection on Instagram. Nobody could get online and everyone was like, where were you during the great blackout of Instagram? It's so fun. I, I shouldn't remember this, but I remember that. Like, how sad is that? <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. And I was in the woods. I didn't even notice, I couldn't get on Instagram. I was foraging with friends. I was in the world of mushrooms. I was in the mycelium network, right? Not in the big world wide web. And I was connecting with nature and and I was I was working with people who were really finding the business. So these are the hikes we're taking when we're talking about our business. And this is how it comes to fruition. We take these hikes and we go, this is what we wanna do. Um, and, and then when we came out of the woods and I saw that everybody had lost connection that day. And they were like, we lost connection. Where were you? I was like, wow, I feel like I had one of the biggest connected days I've had all year. I didn't even notice. And then I get home and someone had forwarded me an article from GQ that Will Smith was coming out about the use of psychedelics. And so when you talk about confirmation or manifestation or affirmation of your goals, I was blown away. <laughs> So on that topic, why don't you, I think there's still a little bit of misunderstanding around microdosing, and I'd love for you to jump in and explain microdosing to our audience. What is it? What constitutes a microdose and what happens? Yeah. So microdosing, as it sounds, is a smaller dose of something. Um, microdosing can be applied to anything, but it's becoming the term for mushrooms specifically. Um, a microdose of psilocybin. Okay. So that's the psychoactive ingredient in a magic mushroom. It's called psilocybin. And that's the ingredient that we're all hoping, you know, becomes a nutraceutical, right? Um, at 50 milligrams to upwards of about of 150 milligrams, it is very different for every person. Um, but that is about the range that constitutes what we consider a microdose. Now, what is a microdose and why are you taking a small amount of magic mushrooms? I mean, I remember the other day I had a friend say, you're putting it in your coffee. I've had mushrooms before and I sure as heck wouldn't want it in my coffee at the beginning of the day. <laughs> well, like, to no, each their own. Right? <laughs> I mean, I go, have you tried it? Um, but, <laughs> um, but at these smaller doses, what's happening is you're not actually getting those psychoactive effects that you get when you take mushrooms at a higher dose. So the hippy dippy 60s, you know, trip out, you're not getting that from a small amount. It takes more than that to be psychoactive. But that's why I tell people it's different for everyone what your level is. So I recommend you start at a smaller dosage, say 50 milligrams and work your way up. Most capsules that are being created right now are around 100 milligrams to 150 milligrams. But really at these smaller amounts, what it does, it improves your focus and your concentration, mindfulness. I know I've said that a lot, but it's such an important concept that people are really need to get more used to mindfulness, 
sitting within yourself, having that focus and concentration. It improves your energy and wakefulness. It improves your stimulation. And that's, again, a part of the mindfulness. You're so much more aware of your surroundings. You're so much more connected environment to what's happening around you. Um, your cognitive benefits, like you have enhanced problem-solving skills. Um, sometimes I describe my brain as having 20 open tabs on Google Chrome, but I need to focus on one. And, and, and it really does help you double down on that. Um, social benefits too, uh, better communication skills, um, reduced anxiety. Um, I can be an anxious person at times. I think everybody can. I'm socially anxious sometimes too. I know I'm very like extroverted and sort of, but I'm one of those people who that drains me, right? I can go out and be social, but then, you know, I need four days at home. <laughs> this actually helps create a balance where I don't feel that way, right? Where I feel like sort of the same all the time. I don't have as many ups and downs or as many experiences, things like that. Um, creativity. Um, being more creative and tapping into the things in your mind and being able to really put them out on paper. You know, sometimes I feel like people have really great creative ideas, but then they don't translate well in how they speak or how they write. Um, and it really helps bring all that out. Um, you know, maybe you're a photographer and you want to, you know, capture better images and be more aware of your surroundings and connect to your surroundings and get those great shots. Or maybe you're a mountain biker and, you know, you just really want to feel nature when you're out, you know, um, on your bike. Uh, stress it reduces stress levels overall um and i have a lot more improved like ambition and motivation i mean i've always been ambitious and motivated but i think it was waning you know the last couple of years have been hard and they've been hard for people to go like ambitious for what like what is the world even going to look like tomorrow like what am i getting up for i mean like what's going on anymore right and and i feel that and i think you know coming back to an appreciation of life and coming back to this you know like this mindfulness again <laughs> but that really connects you and allows for this improved ambition and productivity where you know I get up in the morning now and I'm I, you know super excited for what lies ahead and I feel connected to what I'm doing um, and and I have improved energy and wakefulness and it's natural it's been natural over time um, it's reduced uh, my uh, consumption of alcohol almost entirely I barely touch mm. it now um, it has changed my consumption of cannabis. I am a cannabis user and I will always tell people I'm a cannabis user, um, but I use it differently now. Um, and it's, it's really brought that caffeine level. You know, I was very dependent on caffeine in the mornings. I'm not anymore. Um, I have a little bit of coffee because I like the flavor and that's where I like to put my lion's mane powder. Um, and then that's it. I don't have any other coffees. For the, I have one, one coffee a day now. And I was an extra venti three times a day. Like don't even. <laughs> That's the <laughs> corporate world. The problem. <laughs> yeah. I did last. Uh, what was it? I think it was last winter. It was the first time I, I started go through, going through uh, micro dosing protocol, and I got a combination of. Well, I'm number one. I'm a massive ambassador of the lion's mane mushroom, which is a non psycho psychoactive mushroom for me. Um, I need all the mental benefits I can possibly get. Number one, I want the to avoid Alzheimer's. I want to avoid dementia because I am a guy who had concussions when I was younger as a hockey player. And even now to this day, I do feel some of the repercussions of that. For, so one of the benefits of the lion's mane mushroom is that uh, it's actually been shown to help regrow uh, nerve endings and regrow nerves in a Petri dish, which is 
absolutely mind blowing that this natural thing can, can do something. Like it, yeah, literally mind blowing. Um, so I was combining uh, lion's mane mushroom in combination with the psilocybin mushroom and then going through a microdosing protocol. And I think what people need to understand is um, this isn't something I don't think I'm not an expert on this. I think you'd know more than I would, but you shouldn't be taking these every single single day. Um, so I was on a, a specific protocol for that. I think it was one day on one day off, uh, two days or one day on and then two days off, but you'd have mm -hmm. to figure that out for your own. Again, that's not medical advice. Do not take mine on this. Um, but some of my anecdotal experiences, cause your anecdotal experience sounds like you had, I mean, it's obviously life-changing for you. I need to get back yeah. on a protocol, I think, cause it's, it's been a, it's been a tough month, but it is. yeah, it's amazing. I, I was right. like, everything was, um, just like five to 10% elevated. Like you go outside on your morning walk and it's like, you didn't notice a few of the small things. Maybe the birds just sound a little bit better today. You know, maybe the colors just, you're like, wow, I, I didn't notice the color of that tree. Like it's not, you're not high. You're not out of your mind. You're just <laughs> very slightly elevated. And I think it's, it's one of the things that I was a little bit scared. And to be completely honest, to be totally transparent, the very first mm -hmm. time I did take it, um, I felt drunk for like six hours and I didn't like that. I did, I did feel a little bit out of control, but after the, the very first, the wave? <laughs> uh, not really like wavy, just, I, I did feel drunk. Like I'd taken like two yeah. or three shots and I was like, ah, this is annoying. Cause I got a lot of work to do. So the, the very, very, very first day was a little frustrating. But after that, every single day after that, it was like, it was like taking a vitamin. Right. Um, so that's, that's just, I think my anecdote. Yeah. No, that's, that's, very, that's perfect. Often, yes, the first time or so that you take it, you may feel a little drunk, or you may feel like you just smoked a powerful joint, or you may feel, yeah, like you just took a couple shots or something. Yeah, you may feel a little, I call it wavy. Um, it's because you're introducing psilocybin into your body for the first time. And at that low level, it, it's it's almost breaking through a possible psychoactive result, right? That's, mm. that's the cusp before the psychoactive sort of kicks in right um but then that smaller amount and then you can add to it you can notice it's cumulative right so you might have started with a small 50 milligrams and then you can work your way up and that's why they do the um why we have the, the protocol and days on and days off that allows you to make sure that you're not extending your microdose to 500 milligrams or or to a gram right because over time as the repairs are happening in your body and your brain and your you can handle more just like you can with a lot of types of drugs right so um but should it's, you uh, no exactly right and that's why it's mm. a good um and and there's nothing the great part about psilocybin to be honest is you can't overdose on psilocybin it's not something that um is going to is going to kill you or put you into cardiac arrest or or some of the other things that happen when you od on drugs on real narcotics okay like it's not the worst that's going to happen is uh, you're going to get really wavy. <laughs> uh, you're going to get deep into a bit of a hole. You likely need to just lay down. I let people, like people have taken too much. I tell them just ride the wave, um, drink water with sugar, drink some juice, like an orange juice, a Gatorade, eat something. It's helpful if there's something in your stomach. Um, but mostly you just have to ride the wave. And the great thing is in a few hours, it will fade. It's not one of those things that you're going to feel the next morning or feel for a couple of days. It's not, you know, you're not going to get sick from it. You're, you, you can't really OD on psilocybin. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think when we're looking at regulatory, um, it has so many more benefits to some of these other things because it's, it's not harmful in high doses. It's just a little wacky <laughs> and you may need to lay down. <laughs> so to clarify here, 
Um, there's different doses that people take. I know some people might be well-versed on this. Other people might be brand new. This is why I think it's important to cover it. You were saying yep. 50 milligrams ish to hundred milligrams is a micro dose. What are the, like, cause I don't want people to think that, oh no, I took one extra pill. I'm going to be completely loony. It's like, I know that five grams is what's called something like a hero dose or something like that. Can you yeah. take us through like the level of doses? Because like people don't understand, like a micro dose is like, it's like a hundredth of a, a person. Like it's a very, very, very small percent. So even if you're like, you've got micro dosing pills or whatever from a company, it's like, it's very hard to go psychoactive unless you're taking like six or seven or something like that. Right. Can you take us through yeah. the dosages? Yeah, so um, I've noticed uh, in, in my experience working with other people as well, and um, about a gram to 1.2 grams and anything kind of past that threshold, people will start to enter a psychoactive realm and they'll start to see the psychoactive properties. Some people a little bit less, 750 milligrams. So, and that's why I use that 500 milligram point when I just said to you earlier, you don't want to get up to five. Because normally once I've noticed when people go over, that's when more of the psychoactive is coming from it. Um, and it depends though. I mean, like the hero dose, which is amazing. There's, um, there's also journey. There's also, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Which is amazing. Um, <laughs> the, there's also what we call, um, psychedelic assisted therapies or psychedelic integrated therapies that happen, at, um, at the higher levels. And what that is, is a psychedelic integrative therapy. Often it's you yourself alone, or maybe with a trusted friend. Um, and maybe you are a painter or a photographer, a writer, a creator, a singer, um, and you spend your time preparing for that journey. So um, you might have a journal you're going to write in. You might have photos you want to take. Like you, you think ahead about what you want to do during your time on that uh, dosage. And that integrative therapy is what allows you to sort of start to dive deep into yourself and pull out those things that you want to learn about that are maybe hidden in your unconscious and really make your unconscious conscious. Um, and, and for me personally, I take notes, I draw, um, and I work on creative stuff. I'm very creative, right? So, um, an integrative therapy is fantastic because then you look back on it, um, and you learn more about yourself and you read more about what maybe you've done, or you look at the art that you've created, or it really is making the unconscious conscious. It's a fantastic experience. And then there's assisted journeys. Now, assisted journeys are for people who may want to be going deeper. Maybe they have some mental health struggles, deeper issues with stress or anxiety. Maybe they've had some trauma in their life that they want to uncover and, and really, again, bring that unconscious to the conscious level and deal with it, work it out. I don't know if you've ever heard, um, you know, I only cry when I'm on mushrooms. People you know, who, who sometimes will take them and they'll just cry and cry and cry and cry. Um, and it's really this, this cleansing where you're just pulling all this out of your system and out of your body. And it's, it's almost so corrective. And I've seen it. I've seen where people just cry on mushrooms, yeah. you know, and one of my really good guy friends, he always says that he's like, I only cry on mushrooms. I'm like, you have issues with masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going yeah. into a therapy like this, what, what am I going to experience? It's important, I think, to note that traumas aren't always negative. They're not, they're not always bad things that happen to you. They're just your patterns and your conditioning. They can be the good things that happen to you. They can be, I was raised in a small town and then lived in the city. And then trauma isn't always bad. You look at a tree and you see a knot, that's trauma. It's not bad or good. It's just there, right? So that's very important to know. That's just your conditioning. And it's just how you how you live. It's, it's what you, the information you've collected and it's how your brain categorizes you and how you live in life. 
Um, and I think one of the things that you can expect is to expect the unexpected. Um, you don't always know where you're going to go. Um, if you feel like that you are probably going to hit deeper on some things that may be excitable um, or stressful for you in terms of what you're uncovering, this is where we take the mindful approach leading up to the dosage, where you may want to journal a little bit about those experiences and what you know of them now or feel of them now in a conscious state. Um, and that may help you when you're in your journey to uncover more. Um, sometimes you may just want to lay down with say a mask on your face. Um, you may wanna to listen to music and just have a friend nearby. And you may just wanna be in your own world, allowing yourself uh, to move through the motions of what you see and what you experience when you're on them. Um, sometimes you just end up crying your ass off. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it can go, it's, it is a very different, unique experience for everybody. Um, and that's why some, you know, Assisted therapies, you can work with a therapist or you can work with a friend. Um, and if you're a little concerned that it might be something a little bit more heightened or seriousness, go with a therapist and let them sit with you and watch. And, and they won't they won't interfere. The most part is they just watch and they allow you to just lay there and go through it. You don't really want to bother someone when they're going through a journey. They guide you. you. Absolutely, exactly. Um, but if you think it might be a little bit more light or you have a trusted friend or partner and you want to do it at home, that's 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 good too, right? Um, I know for me, like, I've always been a hard ass. Uh, people know me as like a bit of a, you know, in that sense, I don't think many people have ever really seen me cry. Um, I am a huge heart though. I'm very soft, but I've never really shown it. You have to know me really, really well before you start to see that light, soft, little girl inside that really is always here and I, I I'm a front my front is I'm a hard ass I'm cool I'm, and but I am I'm a chill girl it's the way I am and before if I cried I would be like no boss up what the hell's wrong with you get your shit together we got things to do and now I'm like no I let myself feel emotions you know I went through a heartbreak this year last year whenever it was normally I would just stick it into the pit of my stomach and go you know forget it no, it's okay to feel hurt, loss. It's okay to feel love. It's okay to feel grief. It's okay to be sad. You know, and now I find like if I'm just walking around, something happens and I'm upset, I let a few tears come out and then it's normal. And it's more of a natural vibe <laughs> all <Yeah>. the time now <laughs> instead of, um, you know, maybe these bouts of feeling low and feeling high, feeling low, feeling high, if that makes sense. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you, you build up your external armor because it's a natural defense mechanism, right? So it's kind of like the external yeah. emotional armor. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think and on this topic, to yeah, I agree. So I think yeah. on this topic of, um, you know, mental wellness or in, in some cases, any degree of mental unwellness. And uh, I, I often like to avoid the word depression because as soon as that comes up, we start to deal with, uh, clinical things. Um, however, I'd love for you to just touch on a little bit of going back to microdosing or even, I guess, macro dosing, talking a little bit about the current research and what we're kind of looking next to like in the next five to 10 years, as far as the, the research on uh, psilocybin mushrooms and uh, depression and just general any degree of mental unwellness. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in that field, which is amazing. And I think the more that we have these kinds of conversations and we bring things to light and we we um, are honest and more people like you and I are out here talking about it and making it known it's going to get more attention and it's going to get more opportunity for studies right because right now there aren't as many clinicals the research is just starting because the funding is just starting so some of these some of these answers aren't easy you know um, people who are currently taking SSRIs can they take psilocybin that's a great um, question well 
Absolutely, right? And that's a common question I get at these seminars. And there's no straightforward answer. Um, SSRIs work on your serotonin levels, psilocybin works on your serotonin levels. Um, eventually, and we have seen clinicals where people are able to take themselves off of their antidepressants and 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 move away from, and it, don't think that psilocybin then replaces it. To your point, you do it for a little bit and then it's all gone. Um, but it's very important that there's some integrative therapies happening there if you're truly trying to come off of SSRIs. Um, it's not just, you know, recreational. Um, but there's no straightforward answer. There are some SSRIs that you shouldn't be taking while you're on psilocybin and vice versa. We don't have enough information yet. And this is why the world needs to go this way so that we can have the, the experience with these clinicals and start to learn more from our patients and what they're doing, right? Um, for sure, see like more clinically, um, if you have bipolar disorder, um, if you have schizophrenia, you know, do not take psilocybin. Um, there's, there's a lot of levers in the brain that are being uh, affected when we start using these types of products. And, um, you know, there's so much to unpack with someone who um, is experiencing bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. And th those would be the two that I would say that's a big no to just go and just sort of try psilocybin. Um, you definitely want to be working with people that are involved in the space. And because there's so much that could be unlocked in your brain. Imagine a brain, um, you know, for lack of a better way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so much that could be unlocked and you don't know. I mean, you could have somebody go into some sort of psychosis that you can't bring them out of or you could you don't know. Right. Um, so when you're working with the levers of the brain, you have to be very careful. Right. So I think now is a good time for a disclaimer. But <laughs> moving on from this, I think we talked about a lot of great things that people can work on um, right off the bat. Like, obviously, before you get into, you know, you want to improve your mood, you want to improve uh, your general level of happiness, sleep, nutrition, movement. Those are the most important things as far as the hierarchy of what you need to do first. Deal with the foundations of your human physiology first. And then after that, yes, there's supplements that we can add into our life. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk about are like specific supplements like uh, 5-HDP or anything like that. That that does, again, have direct um, uh, direct impacts on uh, levels in the brain. Now, I'm kind of not super for them just because they do have, they're very, very, very close to our, our actual neurotransmitters. And we start messing around with that. I start to get a little bit scared. They should be cycled. And I don't think people use them, um, I think safely enough nowadays. And they, they're beginning to be like a reliable drug for people rather than, uh, something that should be just again, cycled similarly, almost to like microdosing mushrooms. And then we talked about some awesome, awesome stuff with microdosing and even macrodosing on therapy levels. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more just about Vibe Mushrooms in general. So that's your company that when this yes. is launching, you should be launching within like one or two weeks of uh, this podcast. And I'm super, super excited to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, so Vibe Mushrooms, like I mentioned earlier, came to fruition because of a, a friend of mine that I've known in the industry for a long time. He lives out on the Sunshine Coast. Um, and we were sort of journeying together in the summer, doing some foraging and learning more about um, the world around us, around BC, um, you know, everything's changed, like everything's changed. And we both come from sports nutrition science, um, and we even feel a change in ourselves versus who we were when we started in sports nutrition supplements to what we want to offer the world now. Um, and we see those changes. I mean, if you're into bodybuilding, if you've noticed the sports, you've seen a lot of um, big guys pass away, um, big names pass away. You've seen a lot of health struggles that happen in that space because, to my point earlier, it is about aesthetics. It is about being a champion and the best of the best, and that's not always the best for your body. Um, and 
you know, we wanted to move more towards this uh, holistic approach to wellness and nutrition. Um, and we really started to learn about the power of mycology and really how can we harness the power of mycology to um, to bring people's levels up, to elevate their their energy and, and raise their vibration. And it's a very real thing that you can do. Um, uh, you know, we call it the microload, uh, trademark pending. And um, <laughs> we will, <laughs> through a variety of different products that you use throughout the day, you can help work on your rhythms and your energy levels naturally. Um, so what Vibe Mushrooms is doing is we're actually launching with um, full functional extracts, which are powdered form, um, and they are the pure ingredients of these key mushrooms. So lion's mane, uh, reishi, which is really great for calm, uh, turkey tail for immunity, um, and, and a few more. And so uh, that's super exciting because when you start to incorporate these into your daily rhythm or your daily routine, rather, um, you're going to see that overall raise in vibrational energy because of the changes that it makes on your cognitive enhancement and focus and function. And then your overall health and wellness with the immunity. And uh, there's a lot of free radicals and cancer causing antioxidants and things like that from air pollution and environmental pollution. And, um, you know, mushrooms are the great decomposers of the forest. And, you know, when you ingest them, they, uh, they're really great at being able to sort of clean up your garbage in your body and stuff like that too, right? For lack of a better way of kind of explaining it. Um, so yeah, we're really excited. Vibe Mushrooms is going to launch with those products. Um, we're also going to bring a capsule um, to market as well to make it a little bit easier to take on the go. Um, our capsulated formula is a little bit more about uh, that limitless focus or energy, um, maybe something you want to take before you're mountain biking or before you go to work for the day, that that little energy boost that we're talking about, because it's a great combination of ingredients, including lion's mane, um, that give you that enhanced function and an enhanced sort of flow. Um, and where you really feel like, you know, time just flies and you just got a bunch of work done and like that kind of vibe. Um, and then ceremonial, um, a lot of times people are like incorporating their mushrooms into coffee. Um, I know we've talked about coffee a few times. Um, and uh, we will eventually come out with a coffee blend as well. Um, that's one of the more popular ways that people like to take it. We're doing a lot of market research right now, learning what people want. We are ultimately making these products for you. Um, and that's part of that's part of the the game right is we'll release and, and see how it goes and then we'll release and create something else and um, product innovation is always so much fun and you get that data back from your customers and the consumers in the market um, and you learn what what's needed um, so this journey has been incredible um, I never necessarily thought that I would be um, working in the field of mushrooms um, I've always really been into different ingredients and supplements obviously because that's what I do um, but I myself was always afraid of mushrooms like psychoactively and then even as a food I was like eh, whatever it's a mushroom like um, I had to go through the ego death um, I had to really truly uh, connect with what they were and what they offer the world and even you know we talk about global sustainability their power to use you know I don't know if you noticed but Mercedes-Benz is now incorporating mushroom leathers into the use of their cars their new concept no car. I didn't know that mushroom leathers in their new concept cars um, fantastic do you know what I mean um, they're the great decomposers they can break down plastics Okay, like you and can oil actually, spills. absolutely. Um, one of the things we're doing is our packaging is fully recyclable and we're moving to fully compostable packaging, even the zippers. Beautiful. So um, not easy to do, but something that matters to us. Um, we're not using plastic bottles for our products. We are going to be using recyclable bags. Um, there's going to be stores that may not want our product because it's in a bag and not a bottle. Sorry. Okay, then we won't be in your store. You know, um, it, this is important to us. We we care about bringing to light the powers of mycology, both for mental health, but also for global sustainability. They truly do have, you can get paint colors, you can dye things, dye textiles and, and um, you know, it's just 
I keep deep diving into the world of mushrooms and I'm blown away all the time. <laughs> so one thing that you and I both agree on is definitely the power of mushrooms. Um, 100% agree, but I'm going to push back a little bit and apply a little bit of pressure. Um, <laughs> one thing about the, I haven't actually seen the packaging in person yet. Well, I guess nobody really has yet at the time that we're, we're doing this, or you, you probably have, but yeah. is there any... Um, any sort of addressing or worry about the capsules or the product being inside of a bag and its effect of sunlight or heat in on the product? Because I know that can be a bit of an issue on some of these uh, mushroom supplements. Good question. Yeah, no, not at all. We don't have any um, window panel or anything like that. Um, and uh, so there's no um, chance of light getting in or anything in the packaging itself surprisingly it's thick it's not it's not like a paper package or anything like that i know that there are some sustainable companies out there and they look more like sort of brown bags or they it's not like that it is um i wish i could explain what the actual product like what it was called but um we have none of that issue it's not going to be something that's going to be a problem for us cool and now as my goal of always trying to raise consumer awareness and consciousness to another level, because we want to raise the tide so everybody uh, benefits at the end of the day. We had an yes. uh, awesome podcast on early in our podcast journey last year um, with Alex Rabu, and he owns um, uh, Urban Mana Mushrooms, and he has a really interesting cordyceps blend supplement. Now, one of the things mm -hmm. that we were talking to him about was um, nobody in the industry puts on the actual amount of the active compounds in each of the ingredients. So for example, there's an active compound in lion's mane, there's an active compound in, uh, in yeah. cordyceps, for example, that is really, yeah. really critical in the actual benefit to your body. And the issue is that so many of these companies, especially like the large shitty ones that I won't mention, but um, yeah. even well-known people in the game yeah. that you'll see on every documentary, won't uh, name names, but uh, <laughs> I, know where I, you are. I, I, I want to, I want to, but I won't, but they <laughs> basically sell just mycelinated grain, which is, it's not yeah. the active compounds and it's just, uh, is essentially, it's filler. a part of the mushroom. Yeah, it's filler. It's a part of the mushroom product, but it doesn't actually have the ingredients that you would need. So it might Correct. say 500 milligrams of, for example, we talked a lot about lion's mane, so it might say 500 milligrams of lion's mane, but really the active compound within the lion's mane that you need is actually at a bare minimum and it won't actually have anything to do with it. Are you going to be having the active compounds listed on the labels or on the website yes. or anything like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yes, you're very intelligent. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad Thanks. that as a consumer, you know this because um, much like in proteins, proteins can be spiked with, you know, different amino acids. To, yep. um, it's kind of the same thing. Um, and it's almost the starches or the sugars of the mushroom, for lack of a better way of putting it, when you're using mycelium instead of the fruiting body, which is the full mushroom itself. Um, so yes, we are using full fruiting bodies. We will be claiming um, the different types of compounds that are within each one. Um, and this is why I sort of, you know, jabbed in earlier micro loading. Um, this is something we're working on. So just as you can see your different levels of amino acids in each product, and you can understand, um, you know, all the different amino acids that make up a protein, we're going to show you all the different compounds that make up the mushroom extract. So you're going to see the same kind of transparency that you see on some labeled proteins that show you the different types of amino acids that are included because they're naturally occurring in the yeah. protein. You're going to see the naturally occurring um, compounds that are in our mushrooms and it's going to be completely transparent. And we are only working with full fruiting bodies and we have a fantastic supply chain with traditional Chinese medicines. So this is, this is not mycelium based. Um, and uh, if anything, 
the benefits of mycelium, not to hate on, because we got to make sure everyone knows mycelium is so amazing, is for making products. Mm -hmm. So mycelium, when you actually break it down, um, you can make uh, recyclable packaging out of mycelium because yeah. it is almost like starch. It's like a pulp, right? Um, so that part of the mushroom then gets used for maybe packaging, right? Yeah, like really almost plastic level density, like cardboards, really. Yeah. Like it's really, really yeah. impressive. And that's why like I don't want to, you're, you're totally right. Like I am being a bit of a hater on mycelium, but I just mean for ingestible products. Um, Absolutely. And you know what? To, okay, I, this is totally anecdotal, but I still feel like, I've tried mycelinated products that are, I, I just know it's it's filler. And I, I've honestly, I still feel like maybe it's just a placebo effect. I still feel like there's something in it though. Like I do. Hey, what is going on everybody? This is Denon from the future. I am back with Sarah Fowler because there is more and more information and research coming out all the time in the nutrition space, physical health space, doesn't matter what we're talking about. We're so tuned in and we have so much new technology coming out that allows us to go deeper into topics all the time. Sarah and I recorded this uh, podcast a couple of weeks back and we were super excited to release it. And then she went and talked to some more people with part of her team who have awesome new information about uh, mycelium and the actual fruiting body. So uh, Sarah from the future, <laughs> let's go into some of this new information that you've got and we're going to insert it right into the middle of the podcast so we can help keep people informed. And you know what? I'm with that. Thanks, Denon. It's, it's good to see you again. Um, it's kind of an interesting journey to be on and I love that we're going to share this with people and be pretty transparent about their learning process. Even myself becoming someone who I hope to position myself as a bit of a leader in the space. And as I am, I'm going to have to learn along the way and, and be very humbled by what I don't know and be very transparent and honest about what I learn when I do, right? Um, and yeah, so last time we recorded, we were talking a little bit about... Um, you know, the production of the product and, and really where it's sourced from, right? And there's this hot debate in uh, the mushroom space about whether or not you're getting your products from fruiting bodies, which is the mushroom itself, um, or mycelium. Um, and because of the sort of demonization of mycelium in a product, it's because there's a lot of starch and grain and it's mycelium on the grain, as they refer to it, um, which can be seen as sort of like a filler. So there's a huge debate about if your product is higher quality because it's a fruiting body, if it's worth more money because it's a fruiting body. And as a consumer, you know, as well as I do, when you go into the store and you're looking for differentiating, like what is different about this product or what is better about this product, there's these strong call outs on some of these packages about this sort of difference, this black and white or this dichotomy, right? Well, just like anything, it turns out it's not that simple <laughs> and it's not just one or the other. <laughs> And uh, it's a little bit of a deeper process, especially depending on the type of mushroom that you're working with. Um, so, in fact, mycelium can be used in the production of the final powder. Um, it's just how you produce the mycelium. And so what our team is going to be relying on is what's referred to as liquid fermentation. And with liquid fermentation of mycelium, what we're able to do is actually extract um, what we need and extract what we don't, meaning we can get rid of the starch and the grain that's from the mycelium and only pull out the compounds and important, um, you know, that we need from the actual mushroom itself, but ultimately using the entire mushroom. But we, we can purify it to harvest those extracellular compounds that the mycelia may have produced that's still very important to the final product, um, but removing the grains and, 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 and starches that are inimportant. So one of the things that I look at is like, 
I've always kind of wondered about this, right, is because you can have all of these beneficial compounds that are still in the mycelium. And what I previously thought is that companies would just use the mycelium because it's cheaper. It's kind of just filler product, but you're still going to get a teeny, 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 tiny benefit of it because there's still some chemicals in there, right? So I've always wondered, why can't they use both? Why can't they just extract what they want to out of the mycelium and, and throw away the rest, right? And before we started recording this, this second part here, I was saying that I've always felt that even uh, the lion's mane that I take, which is part mycelium, I was like, I swear I still have better memory support, better focus, and I just feel better when I'm taking, uh, you know, my my two to three grams a day of that. And now you were saying that specific mushrooms, actually, it's important to have parts of the mycelium in. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, lion's mane is one of them for sure. Um, cordyceps mycelium is another big one. Um, this process is used extensively in the production of these items. Um, you know, we all know they're produced in China. So basically by creating that liquid culture, um, you're able to, to it's, it's, it's cell separation, take out the biomass, take out all the extras that are not required, and then basically extract what's required and purify it. Um, and by liquid culture, I mean, it, it can be um, water, aqua, in some cases it's alcohol, right? Because you, you actually have to ferment um, um, the, the, the biomass, right? So um lion's mane yes um incorporates mycelium myself like and i think i don't know if you feel this way but when i see i I think you know like in nutrition right like i think a lot of people know this like walnuts are good for your brain right you look at them they look like a brain salary is good for bone density and you know there's like certain cues in in your foods that tell you what they're good for right um mycelium and why i think it's interesting that we talk about brain uh, cognition and lion's mane specifically, when you look at mycelium, it is that network, that web, that map of the mushroom, right? And it's almost not lost on me that that is an important component for nerve brain enhancement and cognitive function. Because if you look at how we're wired, it looks like the mycelium. Do you know what I mean? So it's Nature almost like it's poetic, at. right? Like we, we, we see <laughs> so it. It's so poetic and it's almost like it's telling us like this <laughs> is good for this. Um, so that was a little lost on me originally. And and I think as you get into um, from the marketing side, like when you're creating products, okay, um, what marketers really do is we want to learn why is our product different? Why is it better? What offering does it have to the consumer that, that's going to benefit them over and above everybody else on the shelf? What can we say? What can we put on our product? What can, what's our story to really show consumers the difference? And so it's my job to deep dive in these debates. And, you know, I originally was learning, okay, mycelium versus fruiting body. If you have the fruiting body, then you are a better quality product and you want to put fruiting body on your package and you want everyone to know that this is your production. Um, you know, this is how you're making this product. And if you're using mycelium, you probably don't want to call it out and the less than stellar products are relying on mycelium, just like you said. Um, and then sort of humbling myself, deeper diving into the production and learning that it's way more complicated. And to your point, particular mushrooms require the whole thing. Um, and, and cordyceps most certainly as well as another one. Um, and it's really the best way to get all of those compounds out of the mushroom required. Um, you can even, we've been looking at tests where the fruiting body will not yield as much as the important compounds as the mycelium will in certain mushrooms. But of course, we want to get rid of the starch and grain. And so that's why we use liquid fermentation. 
Cool. Do you have anything else you want to add before I insert this back into the pod? No, I think if I explained it well now, and I feel like we've added a little bit more layer of education to the debate that I'm good with it. It was really just about coming back and making sure that we added to the story. And it's, yeah, maybe it's easy to say this or this, you know, left or right, black or white, you know, this political leader, that, you know, but it, it is a little bit more complicated than that. And sometimes when things are a little bit more complicated than this, it does make it harder for marketers. I mean, I can't maybe put like a pretty story on the package that convinces you. No, <laughs> you but we can I mean? put a link to this podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm just really excited to be able to continue the narrative and to really um, highlight uh, the important conversations that need to be had around the products and the benefits of them and how they're really produced. And so I'm proud that my team, has deep dived in this a little bit more and that we're going to be able to bring um, this kind of production to to market, uh, which is, is a superior production uh, process. I'm super excited to meet your team to go foraging in the forest together this fall. And I also <laughs> respect your integrity so much for emailing me shortly afterwards and being like, we got to get back on to set some information straight. That is the kind of passion and integrity that a company is needing nowadays in order to flourish in the future. And I have so much respect for uh, what you're going to be putting out in the coming weeks here. I cannot wait to get my hands Thank on you. it and uh, help to blow up this awesome movement that's going to be coming. So for everybody else, back to the podcast. You want to see, you also want to see the ratio. Mm -hmm. You want to see that it's an eight to one or a 10 to one, depending on the type of mushroom being used. And often what you'll see on some of these other companies is you'll just see organic lion's mane 500 milligrams. So do you have a resource or a place that anybody can go to? So for example, maybe they are looking for cordyceps for energy or reishi for immunity or lion's mane for uh, neurogenesis. Um, is there is there a, a place that people can go? Or maybe I can link it in the show notes at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash vibe, um, where we can link to so people can actually see like what kind of ratios should they be looking for on these products? Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're in the second phase of developing our website in time for our launch. And our website is going to contain a lot of this information as well as to your point, we're going to incorporate it as part of our product information. Amazing. So once that's all built out on the website, completely transparent um, as well, once we develop our, there's a hummingbird at my window. <laughs> once we develop um, our, our micro loading strategy, we'll be able to share that with people as well too. And that will, that will really bring to light what we're discussing right now and really showing people the different compounds within mushrooms and why they're all beneficial on a deeper level and, and to allow people to have more knowledge around what they're buying. So, you know, sometimes the products may be a little bit more expensive than what you're used to, but you need less and they are of greater benefit. You pay for what you get. It's so, Absolutely, so, yeah. so, so true. I mean, what, one of the things, uh, I know we're getting pretty close to the end here. I probably got to let you go. But one of the things we always talk <laughs> about here is like, even when it comes to organic, I would rather just eat less of a good thing than put crap in my body, which is in turn going to harm me over the, over a period of time with all the chemicals and stuff yep. that may be in it. And I think 100% when it comes to anything you're putting in your body, you want to get the absolute best that you possibly can vet it, make sure it is the best. And once you've confirmed it is, get that over uh, anything else that you can get in bulk just for a price option. And that's just me personally. I mean, some may disagree with that, but that's what I think. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And you're right to bring that up. And it is something we're going to discuss more as vibe comes to fruition. 
cool. Well, Sarah, I thank you so, so, so much for coming on today. I think we covered some amazing topics. And I think it's going to be a highly valuable podcast for, for people to listen to and hopefully for, for your audience to also share in on. So where can people find you at? Uh, yeah, so we're at buymushrooms.ca uh, online. Uh, as we're still a startup, uh, things are coming. You know, join us. Uh, one of our strategies really is, and, and just quickly, we've built our brand community, our social media, uh, before we have a product offering because we really wanted to bring people in as part of our narrative and part of our story. Um, and our vibe tribe, you know, we want to attract our vibe tribe um, and then show them what we've been personally working with and using and experiencing for the last seven months behind the scenes and then bring it to them and show, Hey, this is, this is the vibe you're getting from us. Cause this is what we've been up to. Right. Um, so if you join our journey now, it's still quite mature, premature, um, until our products are ready, but, uh, uh we're at buymushrooms.ca and on Instagram, we're at buymushrooms. I am so excited. By the time this launches, everybody will, will be seeing probably the finished product. The website will be ready to go. So I am really excited to share this with everybody. That's the best part is, and that's where the like progress and just day by day, you do a little bit more and you look back and you go, wow, you know, wow. And that's all it is. is day by day, you do a little bit more and things grow. And this is the first time I've really been able to work on my business on something that I care about that I want to see grow. And there's nothing more rewarding than looking, see, I'm going to cry now, but let it oh. happen. <laughs> there's nothing more rewarding. <laughs> Than knowing that every day you do something different and then you look back and the culmination of all those things adds up to a website, to a social following, to a podcast with you, to a, it's been incredible just to see something grow like this. It's so cool. And I can't wait. I can't wait for two years from now to look back and go, holy shit. Like, yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And for everybody else, if you want to check out the podcast notes, there's going to be lots located there at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash vibe. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately in relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution. 